0: BLOB TALK RADIO
1: Welcome. Peace be unto you all. Welcome to Elevated Places. I am your host, Sister Ava Muhammad, with my co-host, Brother Terrence Muhammad. Today is the 20th day of August, the year 2020. And I am so uh, blessed to be back with you again on these airwaves Uh, My husband and I celebrated our 31st wedding anniversary yesterday. Uh, can't believe it. (laughs) August the 19th, 1989. That just seems so distant now. And on that day, though, it seemed we were already in the future. Uh, Ours was the first wedding ceremony performed uh, in Mosque Mariam following the acquisition of the National Center and its full renovation, uh, which had taken place in 1988. And we had our dedication in February, Savior's Day of 1989, and the first wedding ceremony, and it was performed by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. August the 19th, 1989, my... Um, flower girl was uh, Sister Sophia Farrakhan,
2: the <laughs> daughter
1: of Louis, Brother Lewis Jr. and Sister Liesl Farrakhan. She was three years old wow. at wow. the time and she walked slowly down the aisle, dropping one petal <laughs> <kettle laughs> at a time. And our ring bearer, Brother Terrence, um, was the young son of uh, brother Lukman Muhammad, the son of our late brother Abdul Wali Muhammad, wow. and he and the whole family attended the wedding. Uh, it was incredible it was incredible classic uh, yes it, it was it was classic, and uh, we have it on video. We've got to get that transferred and digitized so we don't lose it. It was absolutely stunning. My sisters uh, were my bridesmaids, and brother Darius's brothers were his uh, groomsmen. My uh, mother's brother gave me away because both of my parents had passed away. My mother had only uh, died two years prior um, from cancer, and so it was it was bittersweet, but it was it was beautiful. So here we are, still hanging in there. <laughs> 31 years later, and it is so good uh, to be uh, back with you, Brother Terrence and the team, and uh, before we go any further, and there's so much to talk about, but before we go any further, I have to thank the incredible Elevated Places team for that awesome, super program last Thursday night. It was so edifying. It was so enlightening. Uh, the way it was organized, uh, our special guest, our sister captain, uh, speaking right into the the issues that are so pertinent now. And all I can think about is she's got to be part of the health ministry. Um, it was It was phenomenal. Just absolutely phenomenal. Every one of you Uh, And it sounded great. And the sound quality of the broadcast, um, because I haven't listened in in a long time as a member of the audience. I listened in uh, through a podcast because Elevated Places is offered through more than one medium um, if you Google it. And when you listen to it on podcasts, the sound quality is absolutely amazing. Everybody sounded magnificent. And, of course, uh, Brother Ruben is like our Barry White, our... <laughs> <laughs> he, has, he, is, he just has a voice that's custom-made for broadcast. But all of you sounded incredible. And I just wanted to thank every one of you, Brother Terrence, Sister Mariam K., Brother Ruben, Sister Attorney Pamela, and the great organizer of all of it, Sister Rona. That's
3: right. <laughs> and uh, it it, Rose, was, yep. it was
1: just incredible. It was
3: incredible and and
1: I know I know our listeners who who deserve the best uh they love it cuz they got the best yes sir so um guess we'll get into it uh tonight uh, uh brother Terrence, you and I talked a little earlier um about one of the things we want to do this evening is do a little bit of parsing with all of you of um, the Democratic National Convention and particularly because you had you had three uh, black people uh, of the highest national level for elected office. Uh, you had former First Lady Michelle Obama. You had uh the former president, first black president, and thus far the only one of the united right. states uh Barack obama and of course, you had Kamala Harris, who is the newly uh, nominated uh, uh, candidate for um, vice President of the united States, and you know, as you and I talked about, and I was uh, interviewed by our managing editor of the Final Call Newspaper today for an article they are doing um, on on the subject of, of black life and the impact of politics um, it, it, it's always relevant who the president is okay? right. it's relevant because we live here and uh, it also impacts the strategy that we must employ uh, in order to obey God's will. Allah's will is for us to separate from the children of our slave master. And since we don't follow a spook religion and because Islam deals with prevailing conditions, it's not a spook religion, then we have to be cognizant of and aware of and be proactive and reactive where appropriate to the realities uh, that exist, and, and so right. 2020 has been it has been some kind of year, <laughs> um, and, and not the least of which is the fact that it is a it's an election year for the uh, commander in chief of this unraveling nation, and uh, so it's very relevant that we heard from these three people and um, there were some very powerful statements made because we're in the time of the exposure of truth, and it is coming out from every nook and cranny, every facet of life, every person on every level. We're all being exposed. It's coming out of us, uh, who we are, what we are, and most importantly, what we believe. And so that's uh, one of the things we definitely want to get into. And um, I apologize. I just totally went went dark for a long time. We took our daughter, Sherelle. Uh, Come on now. Back up to Howard University. And though it is uh, primarily online right now, there's a great deal of activity up there uh, that's taking place. And, and I have to say I'm proud of my daughter because already today, in fact, she was part of a panel of students um, who spoke uh, via Zoom to the incoming freshman class. And I want to thank uh, Sister Dr. Nisa Islam uh for uh organizing that panel and being such a great example uh to my daughter and other young people of um how right. to uh interact and how to uh maximize relations with uh people from all walk of life. And so Sherelle was one of the upperclassmen who was helping uh the incoming freshmen, you know, navigating their way around a whole new phase of their young lives. And uh, she did an incredible job. And uh, I guess tomorrow I'll post the uh, link so that you can watch it on YouTube. But it was phenomenal. Of course, that's a mom speaking, but I thought it was phenomenal. (laughs) So enough of me. (laughs) Uh, how did you wanna to start tonight, Brother Terrence? I forgot to ask you that do not I d I don't I don't think Brother Reuben has joined us yet.
4: Not um, yet.
1: Okay. But if 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 you'd like to begin with our two contributors, then yourself or yourself, then two contributors. I think you However you like to do it. You're back. You're live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I can't tell you how happy I am to be back. And it was it was an amazing visit, but we drove. And so uh, that's a lot of driving. I thank a lot for my baby sister, Lori, and her husband, Calvin, who live in Columbus, Ohio, which is almost the halfway point. And they have this beautiful home, and they're beautiful people. And I got to see great nieces and nieces and nephews and great nieces and nephews and a uh, great niece who's five months old. You know, it, it, it's just awesome, and I just thank them. I, I could have stayed in that house forever. It was awesome, uh, but that broke up the trip. That that saved Darius and I from having to go straight there. Either that or or pay a king's ransom to stay somewhere.
2: Uh, right <laughs> on
1: the way. <wall>. Yes. <laughs> so I'm back. But okay, why don't why don't we uh, start with you then, Brother Terrence, and get us in the in the mood and the mode?
5: Yes, ma'am. Well, you know, it's 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 an honor and a pleasure, and we were honored and um, very grateful to um, handle uh, the necessary business while you do what you needed to do. And you know, I will say this yes, is that you know, it's by the grace of Allah that we have been uh, uh, nourished and supplied with the knowledge and the wisdom uh, under your leadership and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan to be able to carry on. And, and I say that because just as we are looking at the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, he has always told us not to worship him, uh, but he always wants us to pick up our cross and follow him. And do the things that he does as he is doing the things of his father, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. And I say that to say that we as a nation cannot allow the nation to fall when a person or a personality is not amongst us. We still have to sure. continue with the discussion, the teachings, and the quality as being exhibited by the person that we represent. So not only do we represent and had to represent you in the best quality of the show, we also are represent the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And I just felt uh, just overjoyed for having our sister uh, Mariam, sister uh, Pamela, sister Cap, uh, Michon, student Cap Michon, and, of course, our producer, sister Rona, all black women and that they, you know, was doing what they do and strong in it. And, of course, our our brother Rubens, but more so our sister, they held it down, the information that they brought, the power that they brought, the strength that they brought is really a testament to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan when he named our National Center, as you watch the commercial that comes on,
0: Come on. named
5: our National Center after the mother Of Jesus, um, the Holy Quran, Surah 19. And so that's very significant that we in the Nation of Islam lift the black woman to her rightful place. Not that we lift her up to somewhere like we had to bring her up. She is already there and recognize her in her proper position. So our sisters represented you properly. And as we know, we always see you, Dr. Ava, but we are seeing other sisters representing the fire and the spirit that you represent in the feminine side of God in those sisters. So yeah. I was just honored to be able to be in the audience, you know, to raise my hand to say something from amongst all of that wisdom. Mm-hmm. So I was grateful for that. And, you know, and there's another thing, and I have to get this out of the way, you know, I, I just have to say this, HBCU love, HBCU love. I cringed. I cringed when I heard Howard, because I'm Aggie-born, Aggie-bred. When I die, I'm be Aggie-dead. Yes, that's to you, Brother Jamil, if you listen. That's a shot to your gut, Brother Jamil. But I say that jokingly because our HBCUs are places of honor, um, history, and we should never undervalue the ability and the strength of an HBCU. Uh Chad Whip. Uh um our brother Chad Whip from Black Panther, you know, went to Howard University and we saw the things he's done. It's so many people that went to Howard, but the the fact that who went to used graduated. Yes, from we Howard. Yeah, come Kamala, Kamala, thanks, mm-hmm. She went to Howard. But my point is that greatness has always come from these great institutions. So don't worry about going to the Yale or Harvard. You will still be recognized coming from these great institutions of higher learning where you can learn knowledge of yourself. You can also see how black folks can be against black folks at an HBCU. So you will <laughs> learn all that you need on how to survive in this world. So very quickly, just you know, a couple of things. Uh, You know, and I got to say this, somebody else sending text messages uh, talking about, am I mad? I was definitely a producer up there yelling HU on text messages. I'm just going to have to leave that alone. (laughs) Let me move on with my show and this conversation (laughs) I also just want to give you a shout-out as well as we were talking about you um, giving uh, the law of God and Student Minister Ishmael, who we need to be continuing to listen to and watch every Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern, I mean 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern on NOI.org, and he's deliver the Sunday lecture. And we got to remember, we in a mosque and a national center that has no people. So as we're watching the Democratic Convention You know, they were trying to do what they were doing. They really have a lot of energy or emotion. But I love to see the energy in you, Dr. Ava, and in Student Minister Ishmael. um, The energy, and they don't have an audience, but the energy of the words of the teachings of the Most (laughs) Honorable Elijah Muhammad, taught by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, fires you up and fuses you with the energy and the spirit that you need, even though there's not an audience. It may not be easy to, to teach to a camera but the reality is the spirit of those words the truth that's in those words light you all up and we feel the spirit and we just thank you all for being able to do that and give us that word and that spirit as we watch you on our national webcast and we thank all of those that are tuning in on third, on Friday nights for our study session Please go to n o y dot org every night on Friday or every Friday night at 7:30 p m. And of course, the time and what must be done. We was talking about the will uh, this last Wednesday night, 7:30 p m. You do not want to miss it. N o y dot org. So, you know, I just wanted to, I guess, really big up what we're doing in the nation, and we can never forget the criterion. We want to stick on the criterion, the criterion, the criterion. Uh, today, though, is our brother KRS-One, hip-hop icon and legend uh, in the hip-hop era. And I bring him up because DJ uh, lad everybody's talking about of how he misinterpreted the minister's words about the criteria. So our brother on the West Coast, West Coast Cam, came out and just yak, 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 yak on him. Uh, our brothers in Oakland, our brothers in San Francisco, our representative there was... On him, our brother, brother Miles from South Carolina, with uh, hip hop for justice, they're gonna do a show on him. And our brother uh, Ross the Five Nine came out in the defense of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, saying, "I'm not a Muslim, but you know, basically keep you know Farrakhan out your mouth. That's very disrespectful when you misinterpret the man of God." So I appreciate those in the hip hop community for standing up and checking. What went down and misinterpreting our minister, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So, we got a lot going on, and as you said, Dr. Ava, we're in that season of voting and we're watching how the Postal Service, we're talking about absentees' balance and mailing in because of COVID 19, but now we're looking at this Postal Service thing and how it's going crazy. We listen to, as we said, Michelle Obama, we listen to uh, uh, Barack Obama, and as he said, he said Trump hasn't grown into the presidency, and he then he said he can't. And I was like, dang. I mean, he took a straight shot He <laughs> told him, you have not grown into the president in your four years, and then said you can't. I was like, man, that's a deep statement. <laughs> so they're really going in at it. And as we know, this is a very important election, but I would say this, those that are in politics and follow politics, please, do not forget about your state and local elections and things that affect you, those that when we talk about a Breonna Taylor. Shout out to Tamika Marillory, Linda Sassor, my son, and uh, Until Freedom, the organization Until Freedom, who have taken residence in Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky, with the FOI assistance there. In Kentucky, making sure they go door to door to keep the case of Breonna Taylor going. And while they're in the city, they got helicopter police helicopters following them, unmarked cars following them as they're going door to door as they have taken residence just to bring awareness about our sister Breonna Taylor as they went to assist, not to take over, to assist those in the ground in Louisville, Kentucky to make sure that justice is brought for Breonna uh, Taylor. They're doing things uh, this weekend and also on Tuesday. So there's just a lot, a lot going on. Shout out to the FOI that's get ready to hit the streets. Get ready to get back in the streets, the mighty, mighty FOI. But there's, like I said, there's a lot going on. So the voting process about those attorney generals, those judges that make a decision on who gets arrested and who gets charged In these cases of police brutality, and these cases of injustice, as we know, uh, uh, Ahmaud Arbery was killed back in February or January, and our sister Brianna was killed in March, but we didn't hear nothing about it until May on a national scene because the institutions that was in power swept it under the rug, and how many more black people have been killed that we don't know anything about? So we need to make sure what's in place, who's in place over these offices, but we also make sure that we go to ProjectSeparation.com, ProjectSeparation.com, and separate. Last two things, and I apologize for the over the time. Go to Store.FinalCall.com, Store.FinalCall.com to order your hardback edition of Closing the Gap. Get your hardback edition of Closing the Gap, and you don't want to miss out Go to ministerAva.com, ministerAva.com. Get all the e-books, the old books, the real love books. Go back and listen to July 19th. Listen to the hour discussion about real love. There's so many jewels. There's so many gems at ministerAva.com. Don't sleep on it. If you haven't been there, visit tonight, tell a friend, back to you, Dr. Ava. All right, so I know you're there. (laughs) I threw you the pass, maybe on mute. But we're going to wait for you. We're not going to go on. Well, let me say this I guess we can go on until you get back on, but we're going to go ahead to our other uh, wonderful contributors and regular uh, assistants and information. Gatherers on this call, let's go to Sister Marianne without COVID 19 reporting anything she has to share with us tonight. Awesome, Lake. Well, Lake of Salaam. Yes, 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 yes COVID 19. Oh,
0: yes. oh, there she, she is. There she is.
1: No, no, you know what? You know, everything is real. I, I switched over and I want to just take a pause. And let's uh, everyone keep our dear, beloved Sister Claudette Muhammad in our prayers. Um, She's been hospitalized uh, in Washington, D.C., and that was her Mm. calling me on the other line because I've been uh, in a frenzy to make sure we don't allow her to disappear from our site, and we do have people in the D.C. area. Uh, in Washington Hospital to make sure that we have eyeballs on her. Um, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, click back over briefly and then and then come. Well, no, never mind. She 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 hung up the phone, but I told her I was on the air, and I would ask uh, all of our listeners. Uh, you know, Sister Claudette is one of the great helpers of the Honorable oh, Minister Louis Farrakhan. Come on. And, that's right. You know when you talk about that's right when you talk about powerful black women. Um, oh, come in on, in the ninety yes. years <laughs> since the Nation of Islam was founded by Master Father Muhammad, up until nineteen eighty-five, there were four laboring positions in the mosque oh, structure: God. minister, captain, secretary, sister captain. And it was Sister Claudette Muhammad. Who came to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan with the idea of community outreach, That's and right. it ultimately evolved under her uh, guidance into the position of the Protocol uh, Department of the Nation of Islam, which has over the years proved to be invaluable. But it was a black woman, okay
0: who Come brought on.
1: in and, and Minister Farrakhan because of his uh, deep sensitivity to an understanding of the reality of who the black woman is. He doesn't pay lip service or just run around singing, a nation can rise no higher than its woman. It is in his right. heart and soul as it is in his teacher. And, of course, the God brought this knowledge. No one had this knowledge in this cycle of history. No one. Since the Caucasian came on the planet, it it went into secrecy of who the black woman truly is, not from the rib of Adam, not from the rib of any man, but from the mind of the self-created God. And so she has in her the power of innovation, the power of origination. Hmm. And so she comes to the Jesus and sees the need for the nation of Islam, which at that time was isolated over there on 79th and Emerald in hmm. Auburn Gresham in Chicago, Illinois. We were working like little bees in a hive, but we weren't connecting. And in this of the nation's evolution, it was necessary that we reach out. And it is because of her, not only her thinking, but her resume, you know, all the way to being a congressional assistant and, you know, having a master's degree and having traveled around the world. um, She began to organize dinners at the National House where we had dinners for educators then we had dinners for politicians then we had dinners for the clergy dinners for the black students dinners for the gang leaders i mean the list goes the jewish uh, rabbis came to dinner okay and, Come on. and so th- this this is who our sister is but even if even if she was not all that she's our sister and so please uh, keep her in your prayers this evening. Thank you. That's right. So our and, beloved and, and sister me, Mariam
5: can, oh, yes, oh yes sir, Brother Chair. No 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 no. And, right and brought it up. I definitely gotta say is that sister Claudette is that sister, you know, and I, I give thanks for mm-hmm. her in my personal um development in the nation of Islam because it was her um I mean. that in nineteen ninety nine mm-hmm. that I was with her and I had a detail to be on her Uh, in 99 when she came to the National Black Theater Festival in Winston-Salem. And that's the first time I saw her as she navigated the hotel and navigated everybody in that hotel (laughs) to make her stay comfortable. And I saw the first time I saw how a Nation of Islam person actually took control and made sure the quality and the standard of their stay, as well as the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan's stay, is of the highest and the best. She's the first one that taught me that. She was also the Mm. one that made sure that she allowed me to assist her on the stage at Savior's Day, and she told me, you stay right here, right beside, don't go nowhere else. And she taught me everything (laughs) that I needed to know about that stage. We thank our brother, Brother Raouf, Abdul Raouf, who allowed me to stay in that assisting position to help him doing the same thing. But it was her that made me understand who goes where, who sits here, and the magnitude of what their position and their roles are and what it means to the minister. She always made sure that I let the minister know if she was at a particular place, if she was doing a particular thing, she always made sure that uh, we made sure that the minister knew. And then the last thing that she's okay. always done, I told her I used to tell her i always bring people to uh, the university. You know, she said, yeah, you can bring all of those folks, and they'll let you bring all of those folks of the minister's representatives, but they're not the minister. And she let me understand that, yeah, you Mm -hmm. may have this, but when you bring in a minister, there's a whole different protocol. It's a whole different system to bring the minister Mm -hmm. to the campus. And she made me understand that, and later I understood what she meant. But she's (laughs) always made me to understand the highest quality and the highest standard and what he deserves as the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. It was her that started me on the journey to understand and so she is a valuable jewel. She is right. somebody. And I've That's seen right. her on, with congressional people and how they see her and how they love her. She always goes That's to the right. front row and takes mm-hmm. her
2: seat. And
1: That's
2: she's right. always
5: there early at every event, sitting and waiting.
1: And That's she, right, and uh, I one outside, last so thing. One last thing. I got a text from, and we all know how smooth and elegant, Sister Rona Muhammad, our executive producer, is. And she just reminded right. me via text that as a new convert in the Nation of Islam in Washington, D.C., it was Sister Claudette who trained her on come how on, to man. do everything right and exact. And you, you're just going to see that all alive. throughout the nation. So, our beloved sister, Mariam K. Muhammad, Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum, assalam.
0: I'm going to be brief.
3: <laughs> um, no,
0: you take you but, take your um, time.
1: But... <laughs> yes, ma'am.
0: ma'am. I did want to say happy anniversary to you and your hubby. Thank
1: you.
0: Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Very you're well. welcome. <laughs> I love you too. I really, really do. <laughs> I am. Um, a couple of things I learned in um, actually the last couple of days in regards to COVID and um, our mayor, uh, the city of Chicago, Mayor Lightfoot here, um, the reason why she really was forced to close the school system, to have it remote rather, um, versus the children go in. And what mm-hmm. they did was they tested the CPS staff. And through testing the CPS staff members, they learned that a lot of the staff members have COVID. So though they were displaying that they, you know, the concerns were the children spreading it to the staff or the children spreading it amongst each other, the truth being is that the staff already has it. Uh, some of the staff already mm-hmm. has it. And they were concerned about the staff giving it to the students. Um, And three of the Chicago public school system's principals have died in the last two weeks from COVID. So they're keeping some of that, you know, of course, hush-hush or or not really letting people know that that's really what's taking place um, with the Chicago public school system. And then um, yesterday, last night, uh, I had to – I took my oldest son to the emergency room, he was complaining of chest pains. And usually Um, I'm the ER doctor in the house. I'm not usually the one to go, especially during this day and time. Um, But he was really adamant about going to the hospital. So I'm like, okay, fine. So I took him down there. I was so livid. I took him to Northwestern. And I know the policy was, you know, you can't go in with the patient. Like, and, University of Chicago will now. They'll allow one person with the patient. But um, I called Dr. Abdullah, who is, of course, one of our fellow FOIs, and I was asking him if I should go to University of Chicago. But due to all of the shootings that took place yesterday, Mm -hmm. he was saying no because they were flooded with with victims from being shot. So I'm like, okay, well. So he said they had 42 people in the emergency waiting room in addition to all of the ambulance that was coming in bringing them the gunshot victims. So they were flooded. And Northwestern was receiving some of the gunshot victims as well as as Cook County. Um, But being um, (laughs) – I was – when I took my son in the ER, of course, the first thing going through my mind is COVID, 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 COVID. So I'm constantly going back and forth with them. Like, he's 21. I understand he's grown. But at the same time, my son has never been in the emergency room. So I'm like, he don't know nothing about emergency room protocol. And he's saying, you know, I'll be fine. So my husband and I sat right outside of the emergency room door for about four hours because we refused hear, listen, to be absent. Right? And our child is in there. Thank a lot. Everything came out fine, though. He just he does construction, and he just really strained a muscle in his chest. He wasn't having like a heart attack or nothing wrong with his lungs or anything like that. Thank a lot. Um, but and and I told him that before we went down there, and then he came out the emergency room, and he's like, "Mommy, they told me the same thing you said," and I'm looking like really. So I, I've been sitting out here for five hours <laughs> for them to tell you the same thing. You're too young to be having a heart attack. But anyway. Um, So that experience really made me think about how many people go through anxiety attacks, dropping their their family members off in the emergency room. Um, A friend of mine was explaining to me that she dropped her son off at the emergency room. And when he came, uh, when she picked him up, he had a slit in the side of his, um, right on the side of his chest. And she's trying to figure out, whoa, whoa, what is this? Nobody explained to her. He didn't even know why he was cut on, and, and I'm just like, you, I just I don't trust the medical system enough to drop off young black men in the hospital, and let alone the rest of us. But what they're doing to us is real. It's it's not false, and I really would like for us, some of us, that, to get out of that mindset that. Oh, no, the hospital is so safe. It's a hospital. It's, no, it's not. It's, it's really not for black people. And, of course, as we were talking about last week in regards to so many black mothers dying during childbirth, it's just, it's, this is just absolutely ridiculous. So we have to become more mindful and more aware of what's going on um, in the health industry and understand that just you're important enough to take a few minutes to do some research to ask additional questions, to be proactive with your health, and also be, uh, understand that we're getting ready to walk into the flu season. That's something all of us should have on our minds in regards to really beefing up our immune systems. We're walking into the flu season now, whether we'll be shut in or us, that those that have to go outside, Just be mindful that during the flu season, and especially since COVID and the flu virus, I mean, well, yeah, they both are viruses, but COVID and and the flu have the same um, symptoms, the same signs and symptoms, and they really, they're afraid of this fall and winter because they really can't tell the difference between the two. So just be careful. Build your immune system. Take it. Be proactive with your health. Do what you need to do to get your body to be a healthy organism so that you don't fall victim to any of these viruses or diseases that they have out here. And the last thing that I will say is for the last probably week, maybe I know, especially the last month, I've been just so involved in the study. I'm just so loving it. And I just so appreciate so how you dropped the jewels. Of, of the black woman and just being a woman of God and, and just who we are in our role. And, oh my God, it just, it's so empowering. I need women out there to understand that Islam under the teachings of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad is so empowering and study group Friday night is so empowering. Like I am just so, so in love with it. Praise and praise these last praise. couple of days, I have been going back to your book, Force and Power of Being, because this book and Closing the Gap are my Bibles. I so love these books. Like, I'm not kidding you. I so love these books because it's just so empowering. And when I was reading it the other day, I was saying to another sister that reading your words in Force and Power of Being I, it just, it's, it's like, I and this was before, like, I'm I'm the kind of person that when I read books, I skip through them, like, so I don't go introduction and, and all of that, I skip through them. So, as I was reading, I said, you know what, it just, to me, it really displayed your mind being so close to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, witnessing the God in him manifesting and watching mm-hmm. that come through the pen and just, I mean, like, just... I need people wow. to understand that it it, it really it brought me to tears because it reminded me of my grandmother. And mm-hmm. I was just like, all oh, praise come mm-hmm. to Allah to have another mm-hmm. woman mm-hmm. that has worked intimately with God in a way mm-hmm. that you tell the story, you bear witness from a female perspective, and people need to understand how important that is. And I'm like, and I'm Please, as I'm reading, similar. and I'm, I was reading um, one of the parts where you were talking about how the minister, um, of course, we're taught the trillions of years that Allah created himself and how everything created is created from water and how water seeks its own level and how Allah needed to converse immediately after he completed creating himself it and how this, he needed that companion. Great. Yes, and that was us. I mean, that alone was so super empowering. So Allah created me on the level to be able to converse with him. Those type of words being stated by a black woman who witnessed this being manifested in Allah's man, this is why that really, it just kept reminding me of my grandmother because I'm like, we really don't understand the importance of Minister Ava. That's honestly how I feel. I'm like, we we really don't understand the historical Minister Ava and how you go down in history. Like, we, we, we don't have too many black women in Islamic history, in the nation of Islam, that Come we on, can really define in a way like that. Everybody has their place, absolutely. Everybody has their role. But it's just so beautiful when you and powerful when you can talk about someone having that intimate role with God. And that's why I said it, it reminded me so much of my grandmother because at times where she was intimately fed by God himself and understanding that yet outside of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad was her. And that's why the messenger would send some of his ministers to her to be taught and to be trained because she too was taught by God. And I'm like, do we understand that when minister Ava was walking with the minister during the final call days, that That's, like, <laughs> almost equivalent to that. Like, understand he was being fed the study guides like my grandmother was, was dictating the supreme wisdom. I mean, like, on, this is, like, honestly, how I've been feeling these last this couple of days. Like, thank oh, you God. Allah for oh. empowering the oh. women. Oh, my God. So... Let me get off of this because, oh my God, but I'm just so passionate about it. I love it so much. Break, praise really break. Praise break. Hallelujah. Go share ahead, sister. You. I needed to share that with you. It was on oh, my heart, oh, and I Lord. really wanted to tell you that. So, thank you for my little portion. My God. <laughs> <laughs> little,
1: just... sister,
5: little, that was the biggest
6: Nope.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. Hey. And then you she just smiles and. And ends up just like she away. Just taught you how to bake a pie. And that is, I mean <laughs> that's part of the how that that's part of what makes all of this so phenomenal. Because yep. we're we're returning yes, to who we are where come being on. God is the norm. You know, come, yeah. on, come on. Oh that's my right. God. This is amazing. But Sister Marion, for you two uh do what you just did. Um, I, I was talking with Sister, uh, and here we go again. You know, powerful, another powerful black woman, the managing editor of the Final Call newspaper. You know, and again, it demonstrates the reality of the God and the minister and how He deals with the female. It's it's not lip service.
2: yes, yes. It is,
1: it's the real deal. He, he's the only man, really, It our it, it. Come I on. And when I say I miss, I'm talking about humanity because a lot Christ are on the plane, and this is their man. This this is who they're pointing us to. You don't hear anyone, anyone, and I was talking about this with Sister Starla today, talking about God in all of this. All that's going on, that's on right. with the unraveling of the nation, the COVID, the economy. Um trump setting things in place to not leave the White House Yes, unprecedented. The post office the post the post office was here before there was the United States. Come on, we had a postal service or they had a postal service come on okay, come on w- without communication without mail, you don't exist there there is no civilization right. without communication, and you have a president right. who is sabotaging the postal system so that he can stay there that that that's how hell bent he is on self destruction but I tell that to say that all in all of this the God is bringing the woman um into her natural role. And so it is not coincidental yes. that this Democratic convention, which Brother Terrence reminded me of, because I was going on and on about uh, President, former President Obama's speech, and he said, yeah, but what about Michelle? Okay. And I said, <laughs> you are so right. You are so right. And they were so smart mm-hmm. to open with her. And this is a black woman, a lawyer from Chicago. And, you know, what I thought about was who can drive home, to your point, Sister Mariam, who can drive home the teachings of the black man who is the God more than the woman? And when, Mm -hmm. when Michelle Obama opened up, she opened up with... She said, Let me be as honest and clear as I possibly can. Donald Trump is the wrong president for your country. He has had more than enough time to prove he can do the job, but he's clearly in over his head. He right. cannot meet this moment. He hmm. simply cannot be who we need him to be for us. It is what it is. See, that, that that's right. the mother of civilization talking. And what that's right. confirmed better than that study guide 16, the law of God, because that come is on. what the minister told us 30 years ago. Predictive power that can only come from God. He said there would come a time when the dissatisfaction with leadership hmm. in this country become total. So now you have a black woman who is our former first lady, and then it's ended last night by her husband, the former and first black president, and both of them telling us, basically, you're dealing with a six-ounce brain. Come on, hmm. come on. He's in over his head. See, we we are at the end. The white man's rule is over, and they are pronouncing it. That's right. The teachings of the honorable Elijah Muhammad already introduced that. The minister's been standing on that for sixty-five years, and now it's being confirmed, not only by Trump's incompetence in action. But by a black woman and a black man, the, the the makers, owners, cream of the planet Earth, God of the hmm. universe, they're telling the people he's not capable. See, it's, right. on top of them being evil and wicked, what we have to understand and what their own people have to understand is you're not qualified. That's right. And as you pointed out, uh, Brother Terrence, at the opening, here's, here's President Obama. He said he has shown no interest, talking about Trump, no interest in putting in the work, no interest in finding common ground, no interest in using the awesome power of his office to help anyone but himself and his friends, no interest in treating the presidency as anything but one more reality show that he can use to get the attention he craves. Donald Trump hasn't grown into the job because he can't. That's right. And the consequences of that failure are severe. 170,000 Americans dead. Millions of jobs gone while those at the top taken more than ever. Our worst impulses unleashed, our proud reputation around the world badly diminished, and our democratic institutions threatened like never before. See, all of this is doing is bearing witness to the teaching of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. They could be reading right out of The Fall of America. But this Uh, rise and of course Kamala Harrison and I'll say this I'm not speaking politically I'm not talking about uh, people's record you know these black people we're talking about they're aware of the teachings but they're not rooted in the teachings like we are most of us on this line they're not rooted in it so I'm not saying that they're without flaws I'm not saying they didn't do things that we would have, wouldn't would have done differently, but I am saying that they are standing up on truth, and you have to recognize that whenever and wherever it happens. And Kamala Harris at least has stood up. She has said Donald Trump, she said you have a criminal in the White House. Come on. She called him a predator. And last night, she just laid out a complete case against him. Now, does that mean that Biden is good for us? Absolutely not. But that's that's not what I'm talking about right now. Because the only solution for us is a separate state or territory of our own. But in moving out and developing... Our strategy as we go along, we have to be cognizant of those among our people that are standing up and beginning after all the work that's been put in for 90 years, all the sacrifices are bearing fruit. So wherever we see a ripe apple, we need to celebrate as we continue to move on. Because as the honorable lies, Muhammad told black people, Allah will make you separate. And that's what we're witnessing is the separation of the two. It's it's just in the beginning stages. But so this is going on eight o'clock or nine Eastern. <laughs> so let me let me let me open up. We got we got more contributors and we have of course our dear attorney, sister attorney Pamela Muhammad. Yes, ma'am. Asalaamu Alaikum. Wa alaikum, How are you feeling this evening? Oh, I am fine. Praise
7: be to Allah. Thank you, Sister <laughs> Ava, and happy anniversary to you. Thank you, um, Dave. Every- yes, ma'am. You're <laughs> welcome. And um, everybody on the panel, uh, Brother Terrence, Sister Mariam, greetings to you both. I wanted to uh, also uh, offer a prayer for Sister Claudette and, and pray that her health yes, she has a speedy recovery. just wanted to throw out there, too, that her book, Memories, That's uh, right. Dead wow. to the yeah. Old Life, Yielding the New Life of God, was an excellent book and read, and it really does, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's a great biography or, uh, you know, gives some of her life experiences as being such a talented and dedicated sister <laughs> in our miss So I, I, you know, I encourage the listeners, if they haven't read it, to to get her book. Yes, ma'am. And Sister oh, Ava, excellent. we miss you so <laughs> We missed you so much last week. But thank you. It didn't sound
1: like it. Y'all were jamming. Y'all kind of scared me for a minute. Well, all <laughs>
7: praises due to Allah. We were trying to um, make you well, happy, like awesome. you know, and, and live up yeah, to the did. standards that you've set. So, all praises due to Allah. And I just wanted to, you know, just kind of start off with how the terminal conditions that exist in America uh, right now with black people in um, how pol- politics really aren't going to be the solution and that a lot solution as brought to us by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad of separation is really just the only condition. I mean, the only only solution, because uh, in the final call, the minister talks about politics. This is the title, Politics and the Need for Black Self-Determination. And, it, you know, it really talks about, to me, um, Last week we talked about the condition of black women and the mortality rate. So this week we had in USA Today, uh, black babies are more likely to survive when cared for by black doctors, the study found. So it's it's talking about how black babies are dying at three times the rate of white newborns during their initial hospital stay, but when black doctors cared for the black babies, their mortality rate was cut in half. And and see what you know. These are the type of terminal conditions that we have. That we we really need solutions that are divine. And you know, another article with Ben yeah. Crump in Market Watch, which is talking about the criminal justice system. Uh, Title: Once you're in the system, it just it just economically devastates you. On top of psych psychologically devastating you, attorney Ben Crump he talks about how the legal system widens, um, you know, the the racial wealth gap. And in some of the examples he cited, he said how, you know, officials in seven states, because when people have criminal records and felonies and even sometimes just arrest records, because this is what they ask our people, of course, on job applications, that you could be denied licenses for any profession, no matter how unrelated a past felony might be. -hmm. And this is a part of a report that was uh, released. And so, you know, going to Brother Ishmael's excellent lecture on the attack on black youth. He brought up the issue yeah. of scapegoating yeah, right. and, the, you know, how scapegoating is used to criminalize black youth and really destroying our people. And, again, the, we know the only solution is separation because these wars against our, our people, you know, and scapegoating, Sister Dr. Ava, I know you know, you know, this is the, making us the whipping boy. We're blamed for all the wrongdoing. And these are lies, half-truths, and mischaracterizations. And, again, this is an effort to, say, guilt by association and stereotyping. And so, you know, of course, we know um, with George Floyd and his murder, you know, this horrible, horrible demonic murder on television, an example of scapegoating can be found with his lawyers saying that George Floyd somehow – is responsible for his own death because now he's lying trying to say uh, he he died because of fentanyl. He's quoted as saying in a newspaper article, Mr. Floyd intent his intentional failure. See this is the type of lying they do when goes. his state is is his, his failure command um, contributed to his own death. Coupling this with some overdose and lie, so just going on real fast, Sister Ava, and on this war Mm. that that is being used to 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 distract by this president. You know, this week he had a tweet where he, um, of many, but in this one he was talking about uh, encouraging his people to leave and separate and run because he painted a false picture of the suburbs as under siege and ravaged by crime using fear-mongering language. And this is, again, these are stereotypes. So he actually tweeted democratic cities, uh, telling his people, uh, what is it, flee. Flee from these democratic cities. Leave them to rot. You know, and they're they're using the type of rhetoric, and because they're even amongst themselves, they're they're acknowledging that they're in a cold war. But you know, they're saying that leave the democratic cities and and let them rot. Um, and this is uh, mm. because they're saying again this same old rhetoric, rhetoric crime is on the rise, and you're endangered. And so we even have down here in the state of Texas, Governor Abbott. Uh, the governor of the state of Texas, he has um, threatened the city of Austin, and and I think he, you know, he said he's going to do it. He's going to cut their property tax uh, money to them. He's freezing their revenue because they actually made an effort to start some reform efforts. Um, and so again, you know, it's it's just really a separation is the only solution, Sister Ava, because once again another example and and I'm finally I'm kind of wrapping it up but we've got this issue where with this encouragement to go to the suburbs and the separation rhetoric that now Donald Trump is talking about oh yeah you don't want black people living around you because they live in they live in the suburbs uh, they're bringing crime and then you have low-cost housing so he's threatening to repeal or has done some things with the Fair Housing Act and see this in closing is why separation is the key because you and I we talked about this 1962 um, Housing Act that President John um, F Kennedy it was an executive order And this was in 1962, Um, and we know that still today that the badges of incidents of slavery, we still suffer. Even with all their acts and all their remedies, we still suffer greatly in these cities with all of these ills. So it's not something that is, um, you know, politics can solve. It's going to come from our own self-determination as the Honorable Minister Willis Farrakhan has said, and, um, you know, we just, we're just going to have to, um, you know, make our own communities decent and place safe places to live and not keep relying on these false promises, as the Honorable Elijah Muhammad um, said in, in this week's final call in his article. Because in closing, he said it's true that the yes. government does not want her once slaves, but it's equally true that, she does not want her once slaves to go from her, uh, go from here where they can become. And so he says in closing, we the Muslims are sure of help from him, Allah, who has visited us in the name of Master Fard Muhammad, uh, God in person, the long-awaited Mahdi who mm-hmm. uh, was to come and has come to slay the enemies of the righteous. So that that, that was my Uh, I want to close with that and thank you very much. All praises due to Allah. Love you all. As salamu alaykum.
1: Wa alaykum beloved. Great presentation. Yeah, it it continues, it's endless. As the minister has taught over and over, I don't care how many laws they make, and go to study guide 12 laws cannot change attitudes. Come they come from attitudes, and as he has said, they make mischief by means of the law. So every time we find a way to overcome a legal obstacle, they come up with something different, or they change the applicability. And as Sister just pointed out, with this uh, uh, prison-industrial complex And a a system by which young black boys are targeted almost from birth if they survive infancy to go into prison and to make sure they have some sort of criminal record, which automatically bars you from having any legitimate path to a fulfilling life. And it's seeping further and further into life. You can't vote, you can't get a bank account, you can't get credit cards, you can't purchase a home, you can't get a job. And even, even when it says, you just said, Sister Pamela, even when it's completely unrelated to what you were doing later in life. And now, even when a charge against you is dismissed or you are found not guilty, it's, you have to pay more fees yes, to ma'am. have your record expunged. Sure so it, I... it's... it's, it's it, we are wasting generation on trying yes, to ma'am. assimilate generation yes, ma'am. all right so i think we are ready and uh we we're, we're down into the second hour so we're going to go to our callers and let's hope and pray sister Ula is still with us she's at the top <laughs> of the
3: list.
1: sister Ula are you there Okay, Sister Ula. Uh oh. Okay, we'll we'll come back. Inshallah, we'll she's just got us on on mute. Okay, let's go to Brother Darrell, and he has a comment.
2: Walaikum. Walaikum Salaam.
1: Walaikum Salaam. How are
2: you doing? Sir? Uh, oh, wonderful, name. Congratulations sir. on your anniversary, may I bless you, you with many, many more. Uh, oh, thank my you. My question is, yes, ma'am, my question is, uh, with the town hall meeting and I'm hearing about this uh, voting, if we're going to be separating or and when Allah is, he's doing what he's doing now, what would be the next step? Do we still get in for voting? While we are trying to separate, how will this thing work itself out? Because a lot of people have a lot of questions about it, and I couldn't get them to get on last week because you wasn't on Brother Tansworth, but I couldn't get in the uh, queue. And that was the question for last week. But y'all talking on the topic now. So how would we do after the minister said, you know, separation, we're going through our town hall meet, and everybody said we quit our job, what are we going to do then? So what do we do from here? Do we still vote for the? Because they are blocking a lot of our people from voting if you got a criminal record or even a speeding ticket now. So what will be the uh, next thing from there? Uh, hopefully, you're on uh, the other end listening.
1: Thank you, sir. Well, as, you know, as we know, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan um, leaves that to the individual. And that that's up to the individual. And, and of course, Um, As we know As we said at the top of this program We still live here And separation is a process It is a process He gave us um, Some directives At at Justice or Else The 20th anniversary of the Million Man March And uh, Remember then We were working to establish A political party We're not done with that Right. There's this There's this myth, and, and a lot of people actually think, Brother Terrence and contributors, you know, that the Democratic and Republican Party are, are constitutional. I mean, the, you know, most of us, that's all we've heard all our lives. Period, there's right. There's nothing in the Constitution that deals with parties. Come on. And there are countless parties registered. Uh, in this right. country. It's just that these are the dominant parties. And through that you don't control think about of wealth else. and politics.
4: Go ahead. That
5: you don't think about yeah, nothing else. That's that, right.
1: It, well, that's the point. That's the point. We're, we're made to think this is all there is. Right. And if we don't read and study and, and, and understand history, we don't realize we're not required to just stick with with these two parties and i guess one of our worst problems is um uh, in the minister if you remember uh, uh savior's day 2018 he named four groups of enemies it wasn't just the jews it wasn't just Come the on. synagogue of satan it was the u.s government it was the wicked Jews who are part of the synagogue of Satan, not all of them, the ones in the synagogue of Satan, and it was also scared-to-death Negroes.
4: <laughs>
1: that was group three, and, and group four was weak believers and hypocrites, Come okay? On. So that, that third group, because inshallah, when I do part three of Law of God, I'm going to deal with with these last two groups, because we act like it's only uh, uh, the US government and the Jews.
3: But our that's biggest right.
1: problem is an internal problem. And the scared to death Negroes are the ones, they're the enchanters of today that work with Pharaoh. See, they call them enchanters. But that's these house Negroes who are constantly leading us to believe we can have have this Shangri-La that we can live a great life because they're living one. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad called them prominent house servants. But the white man calls them black leaders. They're not our leaders. They're prominent house servants. And so they tell us who to vote for, how to vote, but you still uh want to deal with the realities that surround you and, and make your own decisions. The minister never told anybody to quit a job. He never said that. That's
4: right. Ever.
1: To anyone. We we have to use reasoning and logic. What he did say is you should have your mind focused on how you're going to get off that job. You shouldn't sit at some job for 20 years and just go there every day and never give any thought to what you can do to be free of it or what you can do to go for self or, as Brother Minister Jabril Muhammad has said, or to even advance on that and and reach a higher position in the job. You know, life should be about seeking advancement. And too often we just settle on a plane of existence, and because we have a little bit of comfort, as I heard one brother say, we found an oasis in the desert. So we just want to sit in our oasis. But no, that, that's, um, that is up to the individual. And I think out of as we go through this process of separation, You know, one of the things that we want to put before any candidate for any office is what is your position on separation, on reparation? See, we we don't put black issues in front of people. That's right. And, And the minister has said that over and over again. We put people in office and we do not hold them accountable. We never see them again until the next round of uh, votes, and that's on us. That's on us. But the directive he gave us, and I'll close on this, make your own community a safe and decent place to live. We start with where we live. Who lives on either side of you? Who lives above you or beneath you? Are they black? Where do you live? Start with that, because there was a time in segregation when we had a lot of beautiful communities. Mm
2: -hmm. The problem
1: was when we stepped outside of it, we were confronted with the dangerous and debilitating effects of Jim Crow. That's what the civil rights uh, movement started out. They didn't say uh, we want to integrate. You didn't hear that. You heard desegregation. When John Lewis passed away and they showed those old film clips and the media, the, the, the struggle was for desegregation, meaning right. that we're not going to be in some nasty, ugly restroom in the back. That's what we were talking about originally. We were talking about the quality of life. Our parents never originally were trying to sit next to Heather and live with white people. That is something that, uh, 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 as the messenger warned us, that was a false and hypocritical promise that was made to lure us away from economic independence. And now we're dependent on them. So we have to reverse that.
5: That's right. But we can't, and Dr. We can't, we can't mm. sit out
1: what's going on. Yes, sir. That's right. Go right here.
5: No, and I also mm-hmm. wanted to add that when the minister spoke on the eight states that we would take, he was the one of the things we could do is go populate the states that we want and vote ourselves in power and we control the states. You know, because right, exactly. we have a lot. So we could and can do that in this world, in this political system. But we still got to make a a safe And decent place. We still got to control not only the politics, but the economics in our community. And we got to have the military to control the borders of our own community. So it's a whole process. And sometimes we always fight one fight, but don't fight the other because all of the fights are connected. We go into silos and we are always picked off because our energy are in a silo process versus the totality of what we need to do. But I did want to mention, Dr. Ava, and I forgot to say at the beginning, since somebody brought up town hall, aren't you doing something, live webinar Saturday or something or separation? I think it's something called separation, the best and only solution to the race problem. I think this is the official this is something about Saturday the 22nd at 2 p.m. Eastern. Oh, my Eastern.
4: God, yes. This is, you, you got
5: to go to NOI Charleston. That's Charleston, South Carolina. NOicharleston.com, hosted by <laughs> Student Minister DeAndre Muhammad and Muhammad's My Study Group of Charleston. They are holding a Separation, the Best and Only Solution to the Race Problem, live webinar. And hold on, who's who's the guest? special guest? i got to. Pull up the flyer. Who is this special (laughs) guest they got? Oh, they said it's somebody, um, the official national spokesperson (laughs) of the Honorable Minister Louis Farquhar. Oh, Student Minister Dr. Ava Mohammed. This Saturday, (laughs) August the 22nd at 2 p.m. Eastern, separation, the best and only solution to the race problem, NOICHarleston.com to register. There we go
1: n o i charleston dot com oh thank you for that because it, le- it i i would have blown this and we had to say this tonight because that's two days from now thank oh but they're, they're, you. Getting, Noi they're getting once they
5: know is on
1: okay n o i charleston dot org or dot com dot com i gotta i gotta write that down myself. <laughs>
5: Yep, and that is. That, I, I mean, it's com. not
1: that I don't know about it. I do know about it, but I just forgot to get the information. And oh, that, you, yeah, that's you are the national DeAndre. spokesperson,
5: so your plate is full.
1: Yes, sir. August twenty second, we, we're back on on point on separation. Okay, and that's that's a webinar. That's a free web, web, webinar. Yes, sir. Thank you for that. NOicharleston.com. Yeah. dot all right, register, everybody. All right, so we're going to uh, thank you uh, so much, Brother Darrell, for raising that uh, question uh, for us, because that led us right into where we need to be. Okay, and we have my brother, Kareem, is on the line, our junior FOI, and he has a comment for us this evening. Assalamu alaykum, Brother Kareem.
5: Come on in, soldier.
1: Brother Kareem, you're live. You're on yeah. the air. Yes. Yeah.
3: Yes, ma'am.
1: Yes, sir. Okay.
3: <laughs> How are um, you?
1: Assalamu alaikum.
3: Well, welcome, like salam. I'm, so I'm good. How are you?
1: Wonderful. Thank you, sir.
3: That's good. That's good. You know, stuck in quarantine. <laughs> Really, um, and really when you think about it, everything that has happened from God has happened for a reason and a uh, point to get us to a certain understanding of something. mm he um yes, like with this coronavirus you can it's like the fall of america because the, as you can see the government is like shut down and then when you think about it everything is tied to of almost ever since the Nation of Islam started, ever since they started with those lectures, reminding us any lectures you can see, they could have been back in the 1900s or 1960s mm. or mm. the early 2000s. They're still relevant to this day.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
3: Because us as a people are still in the same condition of we not lack it, but we are in a mental state that um, we most of us know we don't need the enemy, but most of us wants to stay. Like in the um, English, let's never see one. He likes the devil because the devil gives him nothing, and so And as you can see, and then they always want to switch up situations when it comes to them. But they don't. They don't try to help us. I remember I was watching the news, and um, there were some protests over in like Portland or whatever. And so they were, and so they had some, you know, people with guns like they always do. And so, and they were talking about how the protesters were attacking them. And they're like they are federal they're military troops or federal troops, they're human beings, so are black people they're we're right. human beings too that's right and as, and even, even and then after that, you can they still. No, think that they they're superior for now, and they think that they're gonna re- rebuild back to that standard of time where they were in.
5: That's right. Mm.
3: And All right. All right. Really, um, Trump, President Trump, is um. Is he can um? Sorry, never mind. After the um, I kind of watched the uh, electional thing that they had on the news. You mean the debate. Yeah. About the convention. Mhm. Okay. And um, one of them said that Trump is if Trump didn't have his own. Selfish reasons. He, he could be a better president.
7: Yes, and that's I right. Do...
5: You there? hey, boy, blog talk. When I guess when we be getting good blog talk, don't be liking folks. Boy, and I just got dropped off earlier. Yeah, well. we, but hmm.
3: Well, President, but thank President you, brother. Obama, you can see that even a man with good intentions, they try to bring him down.
5: Yes, sir. Because well, they don't We're want to, that
3: kind of leadership.
5: Yes, sir. We're going to wrap thank up. We thought sir. we had just lost you, and you was actually still on. But we want to get to the next one. But you, you, you're making a whole lot of points. You brought the supreme wisdom out yes, and everything.
3: Jay.
2: Keep teaching. That's Keep right. teaching.
1: Thank you, thank you, brother Kareem. All right, appreciate that. That's that's the future right there. That's why we, that's why we mm-hmm. do this.
2: Okay, okay so I'm we're gonna, gonna.
1: Yeah, we're gonna move on. We have brother Hoyle has a comment. Brother Hoyle,
4: out of Memphis. assalamu uh, uh, alaikum, family. How you doing? And uh, oh, happy anniversary, Sister Ava. Oh, thank happy you, Happy anniversary. Sir. Thank you. All praise to till uh I can't wait for the separation conference. Beautiful discussion. Uh, we're, you know, as we're looking at this unraveling of a nation, have you all noticed fire tornadoes in California? <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah, the fires. Oh, yes,
5: yes, the uh, fires. I forgot about that. Thank you.
4: A fire, a, fire a, a fire tornado. Yeah, the fire and a fire tornado. I was telling a believer the other day, I said, uh, that's the worst thing you want to see is fire and a tornado. I mean, that's double fear. <laughs> you know what I'm You're burning up, in the, and they say after those uh, families, they leave nothing. I mean, you're getting 200 mile an hour winds and burn, you know, so that's the ultimate fire. But, you know, Mr. So, you mentioned something real powerful—the poor enemies. You know, I could say the, the the Jews, the Zionist Jews, the the scared to death Negro, and the government, and the, the weak believer, and the hypocrite. You know, and that's true because mm-hmm. we have to get that get that out of us because we have believers that that try to scheme and scam. You know, and we have that jealousy and envy within us. You know, even with the, in the economics, so we're gonna have to. We had all of that, uh, you know. Uh, all of that's going to have to be unravelled, and with uh, you know, in order us for us to be and uh, to deal economically, you know. And then we have to follow what the minister said and uh, leadership, and you know, with all the things we that we have to do, that we have to get those impediments out of us in, in, order, in order for us. Uh, uh, But I saw something very powerful when you were talking about the vote, and um, this is by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. It says, the black man of America has been privileged by the slave master's children for the last century to vote for whites, for officers, to judge and rule. This freedom to vote has made the black man in America feel very dignified and proud of himself. And it says uh and it says uh, I'm coming back from uh Charlotte. It says he goes to the polls and very happy to vote for a white ruler. Today he gradually yeah. today he is gradually changing to the desire to vote for his own kind for such offices of authority. We must and it says we must remember that our vote is strong and powerful only when and where the white man can use it to get an office over his white opponent. After the election and the victory, there are very few favors that come from his office to the black voters who helped Mm -hmm. and aided him in getting into the office. That's, that's very powerful. This is why. Because he does very. not owe the black voter anything as long as he has to feed, clothe, and shelter him. So that's just <laughs> my, my, this is from the honor of a This is from the Christ. So yeah, this come is on, why man. we have to separate and get away from this, this unraveling system. Even if we move, like Brother Terrence was saying, we're looking at the unraveling of a system, of a satanic system. And this has to be stripped. It, it, I, I mean from the very core. We have to put God in this, because they don't have God in the damn thing in this system, only to use and, and terrify the black man. And, you know, so I, in order for us to separate, I don't even want his system around us. I want God's system. I don't want nothing that says American democracy, demon rule. You know, and like you said, it's a process. But we're going to have to use our system of rule... Which uh, was set up through the council, uh, the nine ministries, and, and and put that in place when we do separate. I don't want to see a damn thing right. coming from this government. You know, so right. Uh, that's been causing us hell, and we still have to get that mindset even out. Because a lot of our people think that we're still going to have democracy, demon rule, and when we separate, no, we're going to have to put God. Yes, in, all these nine ministries, all of the nine nine uh systems of education mm-hmm. and and, and guard rule. But that's my little two cents, brothers and sisters. But yes, I, I can speak for Saturday and may Allah bless you, uh Sister Abe and all the panelists, all the sisters, uh sister Maryam, uh, uh our attorney Pamela and, and all the rest of uh, Brother Reuben, excellent job and Sister Ava, may Allah bless you, keep you strong, and and the council, and and Minister Clarkon too, and and Sister Claudette too. Oh, I forgot about her. All praise, may Allah bless and heal her all her healers in the name of Allah. I would say a prayer right here for her. <laughs> Sister, if you oh, listen, I'll just, praise, oh, praise so for you. <laughs> so I hope my little That's prayer will right. work for her.
2: Yeah, I said my prayer good for hell. her,
4: but. Uh, but, but uh, I, I can't wait, and Sister Ava, you come on down here to the south. We we, we waiting on you down here, I and mean, Sister Donna and well, all I of was, us, brother Louis. All right, brother, yeah. y'all spray the COVID away.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, I was going to say I was I was planning to come this month, and you know the 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 instability of this government once again. See, you know, one minute everything is getting better, then, oh, we're back inside again, we're going backwards. And it's emanating from a combination of wickedness and incompetence. And, you know, everyone is not in on the the genocide plan. You know, you you have a certain number of people that, in their respective fields of endeavor, they, they actually are trying to cope with this. But at the top, as always, in a capitalist system of plutocracy, uh, you you have these wicked plans going on. And Allah has thrown all of it into chaos and confusion. And so it's it's the instability uh, that ultimately it impacts on the type of guidelines there are uh, specifically for the number of people. Uh, that can gather together at a, at a certain time. So in the meantime, we have to continue, you know, by re, we want to reactivate the energy and focus on the separation movement, and, and it does start this Saturday with the webinar uh, that's being hosted by our mosque in Charleston, South Carolina. can't think of a better city, you know, where most of, of our people came through, uh that that was the 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 harbor uh, for the newly captured kidnapped slaves uh, coming in through South Carolina through Charleston, um, and Charleston is one of those cities that did officially apologize to black people for slavery. We have, we've never even gotten a national apology uh, from the United States, but as as soon as we can have a few people together, I'm going to come down. I may come down regardless because it's it's time for us to, you know, go ahead and move into that phase where, uh, as Brother Terrence is talking about and Brother Louis Ali is talking about, uh, a two-pronged f- f- uh, phase of it. One is state-level and local politics, as the minister has said. We need to occupy the governor's mansion. And then as uh, Brother Lewis has talked about so often, land acquisition. These things don't have to hold still and remain in a a static state. We can go ahead and move on with that. You know, we need need to get in motion. As you have said, the, the nine ministries, there's, as the Quran asks the question, what hindered you? I mean, the minister has given us the marching orders. We need to come together with one another and carry them out. And, and so I'm very excited that we're getting back on top of uh, the project separation. Count on that. But thank you so much. Uh, it's a great call, uh, Brother Hoyle. Okay, we have on the line... Sister Peggy? Assalamu alaikum.
8: Walaikum salam. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am, I can hear you. Okay, I usually have difficulty with this, but um, the question I have is for Sister Mariam.
1: Yes, ma'am. Sister Mariam, you with us?
0: Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I'm here.
8: Okay. All right. Go right ahead, Sister Peggy. The question I have is about those infrared thermometers. Now, I haven't been on or listened to the program for several weeks, so maybe someone has already asked this question, but I wanted to know what you have heard about the uh, problems that it may have about under-registering the the, uh, temperature and about the very idea of it being in the shape of a gun and pointed at your head. Now, that, to me, that's been done to my head by and it's very unsettling. But the main thing I want to know is what have you heard about the fact that it might register temperatures, and this has been a concern since 2007. Have you heard anything about that?
0: I have not heard that um, it wasn't taking the temperatures um, correctly. Uh, what I have heard, I know that for me in EMT school, I was um, <clears throat> trained to take it on the wrist. So um, I don't know if maybe that's something that they're changing it to from the forehead to the wrist. The a wrist is actually more accurate than the forehead. Um, but I don't, I wasn't told anything. Or well, I, I don't, you know, I didn't read anything uh, in regards to it not being accurate, the reading not being accurate.
8: Yeah, I've read that. I've read it, and I think it's first, when they came out around 2007, there were some complaints about registering pro- properly. And have you ever heard anybody being unsettled by the fact that it's shaped like a gun and it's aimed at your head?
0: No, ma'am. No, ma'am. I, I've never heard anything um, as
1: it relates to that. Okay.
8: I know it was very unsettling for me, very un, un, unsettling. So it seems like they could have made it a different shape besides the shape of a gun. But anyway, thank you very much. As-salamu alaykum.
1: Well, I, I did hear we can talk about it more. Next week, because uh, one of the believers did mention reading something uh, questioning the uh, safety of it as well, um, and and some, especially when it's being done uh, on a regular basis.
8: Now, I have uh, heard now yes, heard some people mm-hmm. concerned because they believe that. The infrared radiation is being um, used to obtain the. I mean that the infrared radiation is being uh, pointed, or that there's that the radiation is being pointed at the person. But supposedly, it only measures the infrared. Radiation or the infrared warmth that comes from a body or an object. So, I guess that's really not was not my concern. But we never know what's going to happen in a few years and what they're going going to report. But I would be interested, and I and I will tune in next week to listen to the conversation.
0: Yes, ma'am, yes, and ma'am. I'll definitely research it some more as well.
8: Okay, thank you. Asalamualaikum.
1: Waalaikumsalam.
0: Well,
8: well, so, um,
1: yeah, I and I did not. Uh, I didn't pursue it myself either, um, Sister Mariam. So I don't. I don't even want to yes, go down that road
2: <laughs> without knowing <laughs> yes, anything. Ma'am. But,
1: but you know. I know that any any time you you do something uh, like that on a on a consistent basis, especially um, because, for example, with the athletes now and the professional sports, for example, and um, in some uh, tr- at some travel points, it's becoming like a daily uh, process getting getting tested every day, getting your temperature taken uh, with this infrared thermometer every day. Um, There are just some things that in your mind are counterintuitive. You know, you know that, wait a minute, I shouldn't be doing this every every single day. It's like taking a Tylenol or something. You don't do it every single day, you know, without some, you know, from anything from it's one thing to do something from time to time um, because nothing is without risk, and you always have to measure the the risk against the benefit. That That's that's what life is, risk versus benefit. But um, that's just something that's right. we'll make a note of. And I'm going to uh, try. Um, I was going to try Sister uh, Ula one more time, but I think the later it gets, the less, Probable, and fortunately, <laughs> uh, we have enough time. We, we are, we do have our brother with mm-hmm. us, our international correspondent, and we certainly uh, want to hear from him. You did a great job, as always, Brother Ruben. Last week was like every other week with you. It was wonderful, and uh, I was telling the contributors how good everyone sounded, and you just sound like you were born for broadcasting.
6: So, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. Ava and family. I pray everyone is well. Oh, yes, and, yes. Um, well, um, I am very charged because I just, uh, you know, we left a, a COVID uh, panel uh, dealing with some of the, um, uh, I guess, politicians, elected officials, uh, major church groups, et cetera. Uh, they had myself, Dr. Aleem, and other doctors, Dr. Nadia, and other doctors within our, within our community for for basically the Your Immunity Project. And again, I don't want to take a lot of time, but I'll direct you to the Facebook page, Your Immunity Project, and you'll understand. What is going on? Because we could talk for two weeks on it, and we still wouldn't get (laughs) through it all. But uh, I just want to say to everyone, you know, we're following the instructions that the Honorable Minister Lewis Farrakhan gave us uh, during the criterion, and he said uh, a few things on top of everything else he said, but specific to COVID, he said we need interferon, and he also gave us the instruction and whenever he gives an instruction to me it's an order he said we need to get our medical experts uh, and others professional people together on COVID-19 so what we are doing is uh, we have began the community-based clinical trials and so much groundwork has been laid and one you know we'll Go on the Facebook page and you'll understand some of what we're talking about. But uh, we, you know, the the reach is far and wide, and we are trying to save our people, not just in America, but wherever we are around the world. So, uh, go on there and you'll understand. Hopefully, they'll put up what we did today because that was, I believe, recorded, uh, and you can get the most up to date information. But I want to share with you very quickly what's happened here, in specifically Melbourne and Australia, and uh, if we get time, we'll get to the rest of the world. But um, I'll have to go back and listen to the archives for today's show because I, I couldn't multitask on this one, so I had to focus on the panel that I was on. But... Um, here in Australia, many people have been wondering what's going on, we're hearing this, we're seeing that on TV, well, yeah, things are still the same, we've got, you know, police out and army and, you know, uh, trying to keep order with everyone, because this is just a rebellious bunch of people in this country. Um, You know, they... They know to do what they need to do uh, to prevent the spread of this. But, you know, they still do not want to wear masks. So they've introduced very high penalties now, uh, $200 if you're out in the street without a mask. If you uh, travel more than uh, three miles, there's another big fine. And, and, and these people are just rebels. You know, every day, they, you know, millions of dollars in fines are going out. And these are on-the-spot fines. You know, they're as high as uh, 50 $1,400 and, um, you know, 10000 if you go to court, you're a repeat offender, and some of the people are just repeat offenders, and they're coming on TV uh, just saying this is, you know, ridiculous. But that's going on here, but something very important to understand, because America's in worse shape than Australia, but just to, to give you some perspective – Os- Melbourne, especially in the whole continent, country of Australia, had contained the first wave. Not as much as New Zealand, where we had zero cases every day, but there were very few. We're talking single digits or just double digits. That's it in most states. Well, lo and behold, one family comes back to Australia, family of four. They're not giving their name on the media because they're probably the most hated family in this country right now. But this second wave of infection came from one family one family of four who arrived back from overseas were able to travel into into quarantine got tested but there was a delay in getting test results of between two to four days depending on which media report you want to follow and this is available online so uh, we don't have time to discuss it all but go and read it more for yourself what they've done is they've been able to map the dna genome because most people are uh, I know Fauci, Dr. Fauci and or Trump and everyone are talking about we're gonna have a vaccine and all of that other stuff. But family we're already up to about forty different strains. So what that means in simple language is you're gonna need forty different vaccines and it's continuously mutating every two weeks. The one we have in Australia now came from this one family. Yeah, they've mapped the DNA genome of it. So if, you want to, if you're want, if you a technical person, go online. They published it two days ago. Put up, uh, put in their Melbourne or uh, COVID uh, DNA and you'll read the whole detailed information. It's come from one family of four who got tested. Results did not come back for two days. They were enforced uh, hotel quarantine where they're in security. You cannot leave the hotel, et cetera. But it passed from the people in the hotel to the staff at the hotel and out to the rest of us. And here we are now under uh, this kind of harsh lockdown condition. So just so you understand how aggressive this thing really is. Uh, And Melbourne, where I am, is where we really, you know, we're landlocked. We cannot leave the state, cannot, you know, move around. There's no international flights till at least June next year. So this is a serious situation that we're in. So we're trying to stay safe, stay healthy and stay healthy. You know, Keep helping other people as well And providing uh, what we can To assist family Wherever they may be around the world as well And uh, just so Also I wanted to let everyone know We are in winter here, in the southern hemisphere So what's going on in Australia uh, is, is a good uh, study to understand what may be coming around the corner as you leave summer and get into winter and uh because some of what we're going through here definitely will be start to affect uh you in the northern hemisphere as well many 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 more things going on uh, above our heads as well but uh, we'll leave that for next week. I don't want to take too much more time, but I just wanted to give everyone the greetings. And, uh, you know, we'll update you on the political situation going on around the world, what's happening in the Middle East, because that we must understand and watch that, and also what is really happening with the U.S. dollar, because the petrol dollar, as it's called, uh, is, you know, none of us are, uh, are driving around anywhere uh, around the world. The whole world is on standstill, so the power of the dollar is being broken exactly as the Honorable Elijah Muhammad told us and it's being broken right down to where now, you know, those who will survive, there's a change of uh, uh, economic superpower and, you know, depending on who you talk to, America's already gone and it's not coming back. China was very clever. They set up the one belt, one road, the old Silk Road project opening up to the rest of the world and they are... getting stronger and stronger and stronger economically as Europe and America continue to fall. So everything the Honorable Elijah Muhammad told us is happening here right now in real time. The chemical, biological warfare that he told us about is happening right now between different nations as well. So we'll talk more about that next week. And so may Allah continue to bless us all with success. assalamu alaykum.
1: Lake- well Lakers oh. um superb superb now I had a, a, a question a questionslash comment also. Um I read and I guess for Brother Reuben and for Sister Mariam, um mm-hmm. that Dr. Anthony Fauci well he, he has said it more than once, but there's an article uh quoting him going into it at length, uh, where he stated and acknowledge that direct sunlight kills COVID nineteen. Direct sunlight. But and we talked about, huh? That's interesting. Yeah, he, Doctor Fauci said that, and he said that it is important um, for people to get uh, a certain amount uh, of minutes each day, if possible, you know, depending on the climate you're in and where you are. But the direct sunlight, and and that confirms the teachings, because, you know, the the sun is a giant disinfectant. It's It's a cleanser in and of itself. And, of course, back in the day before the um, electric dryers and things, you know, people hung their clothes out in the sun to dry. And yes, there are certain habits and practices, mm-hmm. you know, that that prevented uh, some of the things that are happening now. But I didn't know if you all had uh, heard about that, that he, he did acknowledge mm-hmm. Um the, let me go sunbathe some more sunlight. Yeah <laughs> right. which is Which is actually what the, Which is actually what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said He said that Man, you know please. Several times a year you should Take a sunbath. you should find A way uh, to Bathe in the sun But I just, I just I'm found burnt, that, so Let me go get, get some burnt camp. again <laughs> Gracious
5: that, that is, and, and, and of that course is
1: uh, Yeah and of course black people need we need more of it the darker our That's skin right. the more sun we need because the um it's just interesting because our melanin protects us from the ultraviolet rays of the sun so that we get right. what we need but we're not harmed because the sun the sun also is a source of very powerful radiation it gives life and it takes life okay <laughs> The, wow. the sun That's right, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. But Take That's why that they were betting
0: On um, the the summer season Coming and the heat And the sun ridding the COVID But then they told everybody mm-hmm. To stay in the house So it wound mm-hmm. up <laughs> Backfiring
7: <laughs> Right Well we live you in know, Texas you <laughs> Where there's a lot of that's stuff right.
6: <laughs> That's right well, I'm sorry know, say, just, It just just to add to, uh, to to what you said, you know, um, mm-hmm. because um, this 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 current political climate and and this you know White House briefings with the president have just confused um. everyone. Uh, no one listens anymore. <laughs> but if 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 you go back to when President Trump talked about you know drinking Clorox or bleach, injecting it in the body, that that uh, press conference. During that time, yeah. I mean, he, he comes out with these things, but he did say something, but he messed it up. You see, what Dr. Yay. Fauci is talking about is he, he, he's talking about getting sunlight on your skin. But even more important than that is when you do go out in the sun, um, you know, don't be like President Trump and look directly at it, but go out in the sun. Take off <laughs> your sunglasses because you, you are in summer and uh let this <laughs> the the ultraviolet and other radiation from the sun come into your eyes because all of the blood in your body goes through uh, the eyes about the same time it takes for the the sun to come all the way for you know uh, ninety three million miles uh, that time it takes so the What happens then is the blood gets purified by sunlight. That is, you know, scientific stuff. So you can read it and Google and understand it. With well, the way the president messed it up during the press conference, he was talking about ultraviolet light, put a light inside the body. That, you can't really do that, but <laughs> what they do do scientifically is that they do take the blood out of the body, pass the blood through an ultraviolet light, and then put it back in, like in a dialysis situation, and that purifies the blood. That's real. But the simple way to do it is, like the Honorable Elijah Muhammad told us, you don't need to go to a clinic or a dialysis place. Go out in the sun one hour a day uh, and, uh, you know, enjoy the sunlight. And that will not only add to the uh, purification of your blood, but it will help boost the natural vitamin D, which is involved as part of your uh, immune uh, system uh, to help, you know, build up your immunity against COVID and other viruses that, you know, are around us. So, you know, um, I hope that helps.
0: I thank Brother Ruben mm-hmm. for definitely bringing out the point of how we absorb the sunlight through our eyes because that also yes. confirms and validates that the way the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad has designed for the MGT to dress. We can dress in a modest way, cover our bodies, and still get sunray, the sunlight that we need, because it's going to be absorbed through the eyes. Come Thank on, you, yeah. Yeah. for pointing yeah. that out. <laughs>
4: he he Boy, that's some <laughs> beans. Peter. I mm-hmm. eat beans. eating science right there, boy. Thank God. <laughs> John, and, and you know, we
1: are, are and, and you know, going back to how the media expresses things and how things are said in the wrong way. For example, the early early on when when it was said black people are immune to coronavirus, and then that was um, dismissed because we're not immune to it. It was that was an incorrect statement. But when, as Brother Ruth right. says, you say things that are incorrect, then the entire concept gets dismissed with the statement. That's and right. that's the same thing that happened with the false, inaccurate statement that we're immune. We're not immune, but, but we are resistant to it, is what should have been that's said. Right. you know, Because by nature, we are people of the sun. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, Come on. we love to live around the equator. That's where we live. And, and so be, be, the sun is the life giver uh, of the universe that Allah created to bring everything into existence. So it makes perfect sense that anything that would, would threaten the life of the original people of this planet that the sun would be our protection. So our fruits, our vegetables grow, you know, the soil, everything depends on sunlight. And so it makes sense and it and now it's be it's almost universal now among the whole across the whole medical and health profession that vitamin D three. It 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 helps uh boost your immune system so you're less likely to contract it. And if you contract it, then you are less likely for it to be lengthy and for it to uh, take your life. You know, and, and conversely, as I spoke the other week on diabetes, the, 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 the sugar dominated uh, environment in the diabetic patient. Okay. that, they're finding that COVID thrives in a sugar environment. Come on. And it even exacerbates it. And the COVID virus may actually trigger diabetes, but that is, depends on the diet we're following, which we were given how to eat to live, which is an anti-inflammatory regimen, it is a regimen where the only sugar you have is what's natural, fruit. And he tells us don't go overboard in that. That's right. But all of these things are just simply uh, confirming the, the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And the best thing black people can do right now, see, they keep talking about, oh, they've got preconditions, preconditions. Well, we should zero in on those preconditions, you know, not not just walk around saying, well, you know us, black folks got kidney disease. Well, have you picked up how to eat to live, okay? Have we worked on making our own communities? He said make them a safe and decent place to live. That means getting the enemy out of our community and yes. and getting into our water sources, but... I just got the warning. Uh, <laughs> it's <yeah>. that time. that good. Time. Yeah, this, this was, a, as always, an excellent evening. I know that our listeners enjoyed it. We thank a lot for, for those who called in and weighed in. And, of course, I have to thank each and every one of our contributors, uh, Sister Mariam K. Mohammed, Sister Attorney Pamela Mohammed, Brother Ruben Muhammad, my co-host, Brother Terrence Muhammad, and of course the one and only, our beloved executive producer, who brings all of this together each and every week. And don't forget to visit me at ministerava.com, and don't forget to watch the webinar. Uh, Brother Terrence, say that one more time. Uh,
5: N o i Charleston dot com. N o i Charleston. N o i
1: Charleston. Dot com. Go to com. As soon as we go off the air And register for the webinar On separation The best and only solution May Allah bless all of us with love and the light of understanding Keep our beloved sister Claudette Muhammad In your prayers Assalamualaikum
6: Waalaikumsalam
7: Love you family Love you too I love you too